Yeah, well, that's the way it happens sometimes. Sometimes it's hot one day, and then the next day it's like almost a frost. And summer just checked out like there was no overtime, and there was a beer waiting for him somewhere. So, uh, oh, hi, it's Pete Pomisano. And listen, before I do anything, I want to remind you that Mysterious Circumstances is running right now at the Road Less Traveled Theater, 456 Main Street. Go to roadlesstraveledproductions.org and get your tickets. It runs till October 16th. It stars Ben Michael Morin, Dave Marciniak, Wendy Hall, Greg Howes, Nick Lama, Jeremy Cruiser, and, and me. But th- that's not the important part. It's really a great show. Audiences are loving it. The reviews have been great. Get your tickets. It runs till October 16th. And we've got another great one for you today. There's somebody that you've probably wanted to hear from and probably have wondered about, and there's a lot to tell in his story. This is Joe Guagliardo. That's the Sicilian way of pronouncing it, as he confirmed with me. Joe Guagliardo, some of his friends know him as Joey Marcella from the club Marcella which spent all those years next door to Shays, and now they've opened up a new place over on Michigan Avenue. It's been going since this past June, and of course, hugely successful. One thing I learned about Joey is he's been successful in almost every nightclub and every endeavor he has tried over the past several years. He owned the largest nightclub in South Florida. He, he owned the Sphere for a short while. Remember the Sphere before it became the town ballroom? He earned that for a while. And Joey's here to talk about his life and what it was like for him to move here from Sicily with his family back in the 70s and how he struggled and built his way up as a gay man who long before we were as open a society as we are now, he struggled to make his way in a variety of different endeavors that he will tell you all about. I went to the Club Marcella, the new place over on Michigan Avenue, and sat down with him. And there's some extraneous noise every now and then because the place is hopping. There's a lot going on there even during the day as they get ready for the big nighttime club scene. So here's Joe Gagliardo, otherwise known as Joe Marcella, to tell you all about his life and how things happened for him in Rochester, Buffalo, Miami, and back to Buffalo again here on RLTP's Off-Road. Now, I would pronounce your name uh, Sicilian. I'd say Guagliardo. It is Guagliardo. Guagliardo. You're the, the only one saying that right. But Guagliardo, of course. We came here in 1972. I was 12. I think I turned 13, 10 days after I came to America. Yes, yes. Not knowing English, not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. So um, it was not pleasant for me being a young teenager coming here and learning a whole new lifestyle. Everything from scratch. Did, did you? What was the reason why they came? Just immigration? I mean, they, um, were they trying to start a, a special? I don't know. Were they in business? I guess is what I'm asking. The problem was my my father was a miner, mm-hmm. and it became a little dangerous. Some mines were collapsing, and mm-hmm. so. My father's family was all in America. I see. My mother's family was all in Sicily. Yes. They never want to come to America. I see. My mother's side. They got their own stuff there. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And my father's side, all five sisters are in America. Really? Right. So, God rest his soul. My father passed two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. So sorry. Um, so, so he came to America. We came to America yes. with nothing. 
We sold everything to come to America. Mm-hmm. We came with a ship called Cristofo Colombo. <laughs> How bizarre, right? You didn't think about it then, but thinking back, I'm like, I came to America with a ship called Cristoforo Colombo who discovered America. And America's been great to me. I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Did your dad have a job waiting for him? He worked at Genesee Hospital in Rochester as a groundskeeper and no plow remover. And uh, my mother worked as a housekeeper. So you, but you went to Rochester. Is that where the family was? Yes, I grew up in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, went to school there. Yeah. I went to Benjamin Franklin, which was a very tough school. Yeah. I was um, St. Francis Xavier, my my first school, Catholic, Catholic school. school. I went to Catholic school every year of my life, Joe. I got kicked out <laughs> for fighting. Oh no! Yeah, this kid called me a fag, and I was like. I didn't know what a fag went, so I went to the but nun. But knew it wasn't good. <laughs> right. And I went to the nun, and I said, this guy is calling me a fag every time he sees me. Yeah. So she says, why that means homosexual? And I was like, I was already closeted. I knew what I was. Sure. But I had to rebel. I had to go over there and beat the shit out of him. Of course. As I did. <laughs> and I bit his finger off. Oh. <laughs> and he had to get stitches, and oh, they threw no. me out. Yeah, they, they threw, threw me out. out. Oh, you're lucky there wasn't a lawsuit. Wow. because Annie, I mean, that was long before lawyers. <laughs> so anyway, you're in Rochester, and you get thrown out of school, and you end up somewhere else, I assume. And Well, first of all, do you have other siblings? I have a brother, mm-hmm. just the opposite of me. He's uh, <laughs> straight. He has... Three beautiful children. Okay. Uh, three girls, and he lives in Rochester. So then, let's talk about your, what you first. Your first interest was was in hair design and hair dressing. Well, did, did you go to school for that? Well, go ahead. You. It's it's a process. You okay. gotta understand my life. My <laughs> life is. Listen, I could write a book and it'd be the bestseller. <laughs> I got as much time as you okay? want. Okay, <laughs> it will make the best movie that you will never even think. <laughs> the stuff that I've done and I've gone through, you got wow. Well, tell me as much or as little All as right. you want. Well, I can tell you most of it. Okay. So I went to school. I graduated in 1977. At that time. I was my sexuality. I knew my sexuality. Was all these dumb people out there who think you know you don't know you're gay. You know you're gay when you're young, young very young. Yeah, yeah, you know. But it's a process. Mm-hmm. You come out whenever you come out, when you accept it, when you're comfortable with it, and Depends all that stuff. Depends on your surroundings, your family. You know. But that never slowed me down. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, gay people or straight people. Look, gay is my sexuality. What I do in my bedroom. I've been married 20, 28 years with the same guy. Terrific. And I'm very traditional. I'm very like that. My sexuality never stopped me from anything because gay is like what I do in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Look at me as Joe. Joe Guayardo, Joe Marcello, Joe, whatever you want to look at. Yeah. I'm a person first. Right. Look at me for who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't hide myself from my sexuality. Okay? Joe is what you're going to get all the time. Yes. Like it or not, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, I'm very straightforward. I crack the whip when I have well, to. you have to. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. You may not like the truth, but I'm going to give you the truth. Okay. So what were your first interests in, in high school and so on? What were you interested in those days? Well, you probably your brother was probably in sports and so on. He was. He was a track runner, star runner. Oh. So he was like the star <laughs> in everything in Rochester. All the girls were all around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, eh, sports, <laughs> yuck. Yeah. I remember the first time they threw a ball at me, I dropped it. I went like, bye, this is not for me. <laughs> no, thank you. No. Uh, <laughs> so I graduated from high school. 
I went to my f- very first gay bar, because remember, it was legal at 18 to drink. Mm-hmm. No, I remember that. I went to my first very gay bar, which I thought I was the only gay guy in the world. And then I saw like this sea of people, like this place was packed full of gay people. And I was just like, wow, I'm not the only one. Uh-huh. Young kids today, everything is laid out on a carpet for them. They don't understand the hardship. The, right, the way the, the right? things that you fought for uh, that are yeah. not I mean, for you could not walk around holding hands. Everybody was hush hush. Nobody talked about it. There were gays hangouts here and there. We were little. Mm-hmm. It's not as open as it How is. How did now. you happen to end up at the gay bar? Was it an accident? And then it all was, of a sudden you realized, I, hey, there are other couples I, around? Oh my God, I, w- I met this gay kid and I was so intrigued that I was asking so many questions and his name was Billy Fisher I'll never forget him and his mother just died mm-hmm. he was crying and I stopped and I said are you okay yes. and he just told me his whole life story and I was like oh wow well okay there's another kid like me but yes. his mother just died and this and then he was out already so he showed me all the places oh. and that's how I knew I see well then where did the connection with hairdressing well, and so on well, <laughs> let me. Just, Marcella is my drag name. Yes, I performed for like thirty years, all over. Drag was was like really. You had to wear three male articles. Yes, you could not walk around in the streets, dress as a woman, or you get arrested. I see. It was very like very closeted, very enclosed. Gay people did not accept the drag. Straight people did not accept the drag because oh. they could not understand what it was all about. Sure, sure. So I was get, we were getting, the people that did drag, they were, you had the gay people were like, ugh, and straight people were like, ooh, that's <laughs> sinful. Oh my God, why were you doing that? But you know, you gotta believe in what you're doing. I never wanted to be a woman. I was a performer. I learned sure, sure. that I was a great performer. Yes. And I knew how to attract the audience and stage. And I loved everything about it. Well, how did you get introduced to, to drag performing? Was this this guy took you to To my very show? first drag show on a Sunday. And which said, They did drag once a month at yes. this club called Gems, mm-hmm. which I ended up owning afterwards. <laughs> That's life. Life is a yes. cycle. And I saw my first drag show and I said, oh my God, I could do that as a joke. Sure. And then, of course, I get ridiculed. You know, you're all this. You're so this Angela D'Amico, who's the person I share, says, come over to my house. I'm going to paint your face. Let me see what you look like. So he painted my face on a Sunday afternoon. And you were very pretty. Yeah. I bet you were. Sure. I was. So, I mean, yeah, I was natural looking. <laughs> Let's call it that. Okay. So we went to, to test it out to see if I passed. We went to a corner uh, gas station, 7-Eleven, and, <laughs> and we went to buy milk just to see if I passed. If you passed as a, as a woman. And, yeah, so that was the first test. Yes. And from there, I did, I, and I went out to a function once a year. It's called Miss Gay Rochester. And I went in there and I entered, and they thought I was a girl. So they, they were, could not understand why a girl would enter the drag queen pageant. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing, but you know it was fun. But how did I you enjoy learn the skills? I mean, there's more to just, it than parading you know, just, around it. You know, what? I watched and I was learning, and I I was a great dancer anyway. So uh, that had to help. Yeah. So it it just it all fell in place. It was. It's not easy starting off. I'm not going to tell you. Sure. I mean, I did it for 30 years. I mean, I didn't get good until probably six years. I, I think it probably takes good five, six years to, to get know good who you anything. are, yeah. what personality is, the costume, the hair, the characters, 
all that that doesn't come easy no <laughs> you know all these kids today they just want to plop a wig on and they think this is it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. no nails no stockings no lashes they I, think oh i'm a girl so what, what happened is somehow from that process of becoming a drag performer i worked at the airport called page airways mm-hmm. in rochester scottsville road yes and i was there for like three years and i just it was tough. It was just a very macho place, atmosphere, yeah. atmosphere, you know, the jokes and this and that. And mm-hmm. I was just like, mm. but I've always put up with that so long. For so long. Really and, to... But you know what? It makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't scare me. I learned from everything that I do in life. Yes. Okay. I went to school at nighttime because I asked my, my parents, I said, I want to be a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And my mother goes, that's a girl's job. You're not doing it. Well, she knew I was gay but she didn't want to admit it sure. I said it's okay I don't want your money I'm going to work in the daytime and go to school at night time so I I did that for a year and a half and uh, it was exhausting but I did it yes and then my aunt who was a hairdresser she taught me a lot of things and she she had heard her back she goes oh my god I need somebody to take over my salon will you do it I'm like I just got out of you know school, <laughs> school yeah, yeah. you know but I and she said just do it I'm going to give you cheap rent just do it I have clientele just take over so you know how to do all that mm-hmm. and that's how I did it and I remember the first day in those days we used to make $150 a week and one day I made $150 in one day <laughs> and, and you said hmm and that was it for me you know I knew I did the right decision did you end up owning that salon? Uh, yes, I owned the salon. I knew you owned one, but did, did you you took over from her salon. Right, and then she sold the building, and I moved across the street. I bought a building, and I turned the whole floor into a salon. Okay. So uh, we have to make the connection then between that and when you decided, well, I'm going to open a gay nightclub in Rochester. That happened later. Much later, later, right? Much later. I did hair for like... While you were still night- performing... I was performing, I was doing hair, yes, and I was busy. Mm-hmm, I bet. I was making some good money. Mm-hmm. I did hair for a lot of stars, by the way. I did, um, Mike Sedoni was a very good friend of mine. He's a movie critic. He used to take me on the road. Really? I used to do his hair, makeup. I did fashion shows. I did magazines. I did newspapers. I did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. My name was big. Yes. I, I was I pretty big. It. I believe it. What I learned is if you're successful, everybody loves you. Mm-hmm. And they have nothing you. to pick it. Yes. You know, no, nobody picks on you when you're successful. <laughs> I learned that when I was young. Yes. Okay. So this is why I've always been thriving. And, you know, sometimes you have to step on a lot of heads to get, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? To get forward. Sure. sure. That's, and you have to leave a lot of people behind. They either help you going up in life or they're going to jealousy and envy is going to try to destroy you mm-hmm. and you got to push those people away and you got to go forward yes. and it's painful because you think these people are your friends have been your friends for a long time and they're really not I see then my drag started to get real big why? because I was never afraid of anybody so I got my first interview TV interview with Channel 13 mm-hmm. with my girls I had, I had a group that we always performed together and we did uh, live, I think it was Channel 7, Height Witness News in the mall, Marketplace Mall. Okay. Live. <laughs> I think it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. We had to get all dolled up oh, first thing goodness. in the morning. And it was like the mall, it was real bright. And get your and dance it, energy going. You know, and it was just, it was great. It was the <laughs> best experience. And they had the most views 
on that TV show when we were on. Was it starting to get more accepted in well, Rochester at that but, point? Yeah, Rochester's always been very forward with the gay. Mm-hmm. Gay has always been very... Way, way ahead of yeah. Buffalo, right? Yeah. But, but I had a lot of cities. Yes. The yeah. problem was, we did a show at RIT for Camp Days and Special Times. Mm-hmm. And they had a full cast. And we, we sold out three nights of RIT. This is a charitable fundraiser Charitable fundraiser. Yeah. We sold out completely. Wow. At that time. Which was unheard of. Well, when you say we, do you mean you and the girls? The group, my group, was Lauren, uh, God rest her soul, Tori, Run Dredd, God rest her soul. A lot of my friends died of AIDS. I lost a lot, a lot of friends. I mean, AIDS killed a lot of, I'm like, I thank God every day, whoever's looking out for me, that, you know, I survived that era. Yes. But to answer the question, it was more open and more accepting in Rochester for you to appear on what is it WROC right uh, because news. of the success of the sellout of the we were the talk of the town oh. that these drag queens sold out this RIT auditorium right raising all this money and um, with success ears are always open and we got the phone call so can you guys appear there I'm like Sure. Mm-hmm. So we did it. They loved the show. Now, I don't want to get into the money thing, but mm-hmm. were they paying you like a, a minor stipend to be there? And then they, or was this all donated, donated. time? All donated. Yeah. Those are donated. It's, you I know, know you're very big on charity yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. so on. I did that. I also did, I remember, my second benefit was uh, at Mercy High School, a Catholic high school where they asked me to do Diamonds is a Girl Best Friend with dancers. Oh my goodness. They did a whole routine together. And Was this I, a fundraiser as well? Or was also this a, a fundraiser. I, I, can't, to, I can't even imagine. Right. I, it was, I remember seeing, the only thing I remember is that the nuns were very curious like to see what was going on. <laughs> and I was the only drag queen. So, people, did, did they know you were, you were oh, because, they, because they saw me rehearsing as a guy. For like a few days oh. with the dancers on stage. I thought maybe they, they just so, went past them. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they see me all dolled up and they're all like looking at me. Like, what is this? It, but they were, they were intrigued. They were like, wow. I yeah. said, the transformation, the whole thing. Oh, jeez. And then I got a standing ovation in there. And then I got asked to do one at 2001 Club for like, I think there were like 5,000 people there. Oh, my goodness. And um, I remember I used to have a a routine. I had three straight girls. They were Marcella and the Fruit Flies. I used okay. to call them. They were called the Fruit Flies. The fruit Flies, yes. And I'm Marcella and the Fruit Flies. So we had this routine where we then zipped each other and we came out with different costumes. We used to go from going to the chapel and we're going to get married. Yep. Right, that song. And then we stripped down to something else. <laughs> and people, we... And that was the first time my father ever saw me in drag. Really? And... I hate to even ask, but what was his reaction? At first, I didn't know what to expect. And all but of a sudden, my father you, my father had a very distinctive voice, very strong, Sicilian, manly, like... That voice. Okay. Voice. Yes. And I overhear him as in getting a standing ovation, right? Mm-hmm. That's my son in Italian. <laughs> in Italian. How wonderful. And I almost stopped bursting out crying, and I stopped myself. And my mother goes... I hear my mother go because they were in the front seat. Yes. My mother shh, nobody's supposed to know who's the guy. <laughs> because we had a game sure. that the audience had to pick out who the guy was who out the of the... Was. Yeah, yeah. And they always picked 
one of the ladies. Yeah, and it was really sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, but that's the but fun of it. That was the fun of it. It was all in just. It was all in fun, and we raised a lot of money that day. Yeah. And then Channel Four asked me to do just by myself the morning show, like the new shows like the, at noon, like the AM Buffalo sort right. of thing. Right. Yes. They gave me like ten minutes segment. Yes. I remember the first question that goes to me. So, what bathroom do you use? Oh, already starting on and that. And I'm like, let's let's strike up some controversy here. I'm like, here. okay. My first question: What bathroom do I use? So I said the closest one. Depends how fast I have to go. <laughs> For God's sake, there's a door in there. If you go. I cannot go in a men's room dressed like that. I go in a ladies' room. There's doors. You close the door. Do your thing. Flush. Pull. Do, sure. And then you wash your hands. You walk out like the rest of them. Of all the things you could possibly be asking I mean, for somebody God's who's, sake. who's like this. Trust me, I have no interest in women. Okay, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> you just gotta take the good with bad and can take nothing personal and just grow with it. You know what I mean? Now, was that your, was that like the pinnacle of your drag career? I got myself into performing in stray bars in those days. Okay. It was weird. Performing a Perform- drag show? In drag, yes. In stra- and and, d- and did people not know or well, did they was, not care because it was, it was con- so entertaining? Well, it started as a lip sync contest and they dared me to do it. From 98.5 Rochester. Don't dare, Joey. <laughs> right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. What are they going to do? Stone me? Throw beer bottles at me? So I did one of my powerful numbers that I normally do that I'm great at it. And I got a standing ovation. And I won my lip sync contest. <laughs> and from there, I got gigs other places that they wanted me to perform. And I, that's what I did. That's great. That's that's amazing. Jeez. So you know, and then I opened up another hair salon, and me, an additional one. Yes, not a new one, just a, no, a, a, an a second one. Wow, which was a mistake because I was it's pulling hard. myself to too many places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always say stick with one thing, be good at it, and people will follow you. How many people were working at your original my salon? salon? Yeah. Oh my, we have six chairs plus be seven. Wow. Yeah, seven. Okay. All right. And we, let you me must know. have done very well. You had to wait. Sometimes waited two, three hours to get to me. Well, what are you going to do? You get behind. That's it. Yeah. But so you it, opened the second salon. Second salon, which was a mistake, and I always say it's a mistake because it was too much. It was too much. I was distracting me, and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. closed it. I see. Real quick. You, sometimes you have to like mistakes can be erased. Yes. You know. Yeah. But, not, but do you have to take a shot? You have to. Oh, take a exactly. I mean, listen. You got it. If I didn't take a shot. Mm-hmm. I would still be doing hair. Yes. So one day, one of my clients <laughs> went to look at this place that I looked at. I didn't even know why I was looking. There were three of us gay guys who were like, oh, you know, we need a better gay bar. We should try it out, blah, 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 blah. So I made an appointment to go see it. When it's three people, it's really hard for everybody to get along. You know what I mean? To oh, see like the as same- as partners? As partners. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it and I said, eh, you know, I told the realtor was, I used to work at the airport with, believe it or not, (laughs) Mike Colombo. (laughs) And we laughed and about a month later, one of my clients saw the same space and they wanted to do a rock and roll bar. So the realtor goes, the best idea I've found is Joe Marcello, who wanted to do this, 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 and that with him. So he called me and I remember he picked up the phone and he said, I'm going to come over there and talk you into opening, going business with me. So... I did. Hmm. 
Now, was this an established bar that was had already? No, been, it or was, was it just a space like it, this it, was. No, 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 no. It was a, a smaller bar, and it was nothing has been done through that place for years. Mm-hmm. But not the, a gay bar. No, it was a straight bar. Just a straight bar. Okay. And it wasn't working out. Yeah. And then we changed the name. We redid it. I remember my first investment was $1,500. You can lose. I'm yeah, like, well, I was making that on a day. I'm sure, like, sure. You can lose. Yeah. So I took the chance, and we were very successful from, we were open five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday, with lines all the way around the building. Did you change the, the whole outlook of the place? In other words, did you change it? Did it become a gay bar all of a sudden, or did well, it be also become a, a, well, more I, of a nightclub? And I went a, in there... Because it needed a gay bar at that time. I see. So it was successful right away. But with time, I introduced drag to the straight crowd. Okay. It was never done before like that. I see. What we did every Sunday, we did did a show. Only on Sundays. We did two shows. I think it was 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, 12, 30 in the morning, something like that. And from there... It became so popular. Sunday was one of the busiest nights. Really? It was nuts. Straight people came to see it once. They brought their friends over. More friends came over. More friends came over. More friends came over. And the girls start looking at because this girls love drag. Mm-hmm. They love it. Mm-hmm. So, and the place got mobbed. Sunday was like slammed. Wow. So I have to ask. So it starts out just as a just as a a bar, mm-hmm. uh, not a, a not particularly a nightclub with loud music and lights and everything. But oh yeah. Oh, oh you. Oh, you, oh it was a nightclub. Okay. It was a nightclub. And then you gradually, because I'm wondering, how do you introduce drag performances to a straight, or was it always just considered a gay bar? And slowly, the the word word got, got out, out mm-hmm. and people started coming attending it these was, Sunday it, night. Uh, it became Sunday, and then people came in on Friday and on Wednesday and on Thursday, and it was just. And then they took it over. Clearly, you were filling a need that was... That was right, that, and they took it over. I mean, it was a 50-50 crowd, and then it became 60-70. It, mm-hmm. was, it, it was just, you know, and then gay people backed away, and straight people came in, and... Was that a problem? Uh, listen. In other words, did they say, hey, now we got to find someplace else to hang out because nah. we got all these straight losers hanging listen, out? Listen, today, if you open up a gay club today, yes. I guarantee you go out of business. Really? Total different times. Yeah. If you don't change with the time, if I didn't change with the times, I would have been closed down a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You gotta understand, gay people don't go out anymore. Or they don't need one place because they'll go anywhere, right? What? And the freedom. I yes. mean, with rights, you know, now that you got marriages, now mm-hmm. you have more acceptance. So much more acceptance. Sure. You know, these kids now go to straight bars. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you 10, 20% of the kids that you see in, a, in any bar in any city yes. is gay yeah you know the person next to you may be gay you understand because it's oh, not label it's acceptable now gay people have the freedom now they don't need a gay bar anymore i see if I you see. see most of the bars my god we used to have so many bars what do we have now q just closed you have one two buddies, one three buddies was there for a while and- right buddies gone all mm-hmm. these places are gone yeah why because there's no need i see and, that the, makes pe- sense. and yes. the people that need it are closeted or they don't have the freedom. I see. You understand? And it's not enough. It's yeah. not enough to keep a big club open. No, I, I understand you. I understand. Listen, this is why I always say my club is a club for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just be respectful. 
We don't care who you are, where you come from, what you do. Just respect my house when you come to my house. Mm -hmm. And I will treat you with the most respect. You disrespect me, the Sicilian will come out. And you're not going to like it. (laughs) Trust me, I have the reputation. I believe it. I have gay kids who don't like me. Just because I have to put them in check. Mm -hmm. Or they think they know everything and I got to put them in certain direction and they don't like it. Yeah, You know what I mean? And... All of a sudden, I'm this and that. It's like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not going to change my views for anybody. No, and you have to do what you have to do for the sake of the right. of the business. And a lot of them I hear every day, why aren't you in a gay club? Because you guys don't come out enough. Right. How about that? Yeah. That's the reality check. And what difference does it make anyway? To, they don't feel comfortable. I mean, who could be more comfortable than they would be here? <sighs> my a, feeling is It's a small reputation. minority that don't like to mix. They want to, okay. They want their but own spot. I understand. Unfortunately, there's not enough yes. in today's to make to give you a big club, I a see. gay club. They could give you a big gay party once or twice a year, and hopefully everybody meets. Yes. But you know, every city, Miami. Okay, I lived in Miami for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I had the largest nightclub in South Florida. Okay, we started off gay in one room. We built it up to 55,000 square feet. <laughs> wow. Six dance floors. Yes. You can possibly do a gay bar for six dance floors. You oh. can. You take one room, and then the rest has to be straight. Right, right. Miami used to have 12 or 13 gay bars. That's like three now. Wait, where did Miami come in? Okay. You were doing so Whatever successful in Rochester? In Rochester, we did real successful. Then somebody came up to me from, I have friends, because I used to perform here in Buffalo in drag, mm-hmm. at MC Compton's and at um, City Lights and... I think I performed one time at Club Heat. I'm not sure. But I used to perform in Buffalo mm-hmm. also. I see. So, and then I performed in Syracuse. So I was bouncing back over like a ping pong. Yeah. New York. I did shows everywhere. Well, when you're in that much demand. So, but it was a different time, you know. I lived out of a suitcase, <laughs> but I still worked as a hairdresser. That was my bread and butter, you know. So I had an opportunity to open up a club in Buffalo. And we moved next to Shays. Yes. Marcella Shea's sure. on Pearl Street. Mm-hmm. It was successful, instant success. 1995, right. right? Okay. I had two partners. I bought them out because they wanted to go to Florida and I really wanted to own my name. Mm-hmm. I learned one thing in life is never sell your name to anyone. Marcella is me. Yes. I'll fight for my name. Some people want to tear it down. Trust me, karma will get you. <laughs> if I won't, karma will. Karma will. I have to ask you quickly, mm-hmm. where did Marcella's name come from? That was my drag name. I know, but where did it? Where did you take oh, it Oh, I was the first time I went back to Sicily with my mother in yes. 1974, I think it was. I'm not even sure. Not 75? 76. Okay. I remember 1976, it was the Bicentennial year. And I had a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. I remember I went there with a Bicentennial t-shirt. Yes. That's how I remember. <laughs> and we went to a concert. You know, they do festivals in Sicily, like every town does a festival. Mm-hmm. There was a town near me, Nicola, San Nicola. Yes. And they did a festival there. And they brought in this famous singer called Marcella Bella. Ah. Which beautiful, beautiful Marcella. Mm-hmm. But come on, you can't call yourself Marcella Bella. Bella. No, because be, in America, you'd be considered. But you a, like the name. And so you, I loved Marcella. Marcella, I thought, was a strong, <clears throat> I, I believe, in one name. Yes. In drag, you're supposed to have one name where people would just remember who you are. Yes. Like Cher. Yes. Madonna. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. They'll never forget. People, I have a hard time with last names. <laughs> and I love Marcella. Marcella was a strong name. And 
lot of Americans butcher their name. <laughs> so every Marcella. Time, Marcella. I'm like, no, I'm not Marcella Wine. No, Marcella. Marcella. You know. So roll the R if you can, Marcella. Marcella. Yes. So the more I thought about it, I came back and I said, that's going to be my drag name, Marcella. Good, good, good. Now, so you opened the club in Buffalo in mm -hmm. 1995. You're doing very well. You're somehow, you, you get to Florida. How did that happen? Well, there's more to it before that. Of course. So we are Marcella Buffalo now. Well, first of all, the worst thing happened to me. I get the phone call that the club in Rochester got shut down by the city because they wanted to start off a new entertainment district in Upper Falls. So instead of to come to me and say, look, we're going to move you there, yes. bring your clientele there. No, they shot me down. They shot Heaven, which is a huge nightclub mm -hmm. across from Marcella, and they shot us both. Had you moved to Buffalo by a home here, or were you still commuting? I was going back and forth. Between, yeah. Okay, yeah. remember I was next to Shays. In that 1995 in Buffalo, nobody lived downtown. No. It was deserted. We all know there were hookers and drug addicts oh, yeah, your place in every was street. The only, yeah, right. So I took some apartment upstairs in the fifth floor. Mm. I mean, office space and turned it into an apartment. I see. Because I was, I wanted to be close to the club, and that's what I did. I see. And we stayed there for a long time. Then I met my husband of 28 years in Rochester the last two weeks before I opened up the club in Buffalo. Mm. And I just, I don't know how I met him. I, I met him like, just like that. Yeah, whenever, when it hits. It, it <laughs> He's got a different story than I do, but <laughs> we, you know, we exchanged phone numbers and I said, oh, I'm going to be opening up a club in Buffalo, blah, 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 that's me. He never did mm. until I think it was three weeks after I opened up. I see. And I said to him, hmm, I thought you were going to give me a call. <laughs> and of course he says the right thing. Man, you were busy with the grand opening. I didn't want to be, you know, and that was the that's selling. smooth. The selling point right there. <laughs> but I knew, you know, when you meet somebody, you oh, just when you know, know. you know. Sure. You know. I get you. Scottish white boy, you know. <laughs> of course, a Scottish white boy, of course, with the Sicilian. Yeah, no. of course. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. His mother fell in love with me. I fell in love with his mother, and I knew right there that. Yeah. yeah. Again, we keep avoiding the, the Florida thing, but how did you get to Florida? Then, <laughs> after Rochester closed, and I was. And Marcella here, just in Buffalo, and mm -hmm. we were doing really great. Mm -hmm. I bought the Pfeiffer Theater. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I bought the Pfeiffer I Theater. I do remember that now. Yes, and I got it the place. <laughs> I spent so much money out of my own pocket, mm -hmm. and I, because I don't believe in, look, if you're going to go in there, I don't want to borrow nobody's money. It's my money. Right. I lose, I lose, I win, I win. That's the only gambling I have in my life. Yes. I'm too cheap to buy, to go to casino. That's right. And lose money. I cry if I lose twenty dollars. Yes. So, so from there we got it. Not knowing anything about food, we did amazing. I had the right chefs. I had the right things. And, and what I, was the name of it at that point? I because it wasn't the. No, I called it Sphere. I know for the Sphere. I the Sphere. The sphere. Yep. yep. And then the restaurant was called Atmosphere. Yep. So they did wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, they did amazing. And then one New Year's Eve. Some kids, they did a shooting outside after the fireworks. And, oh, okay. And they shot some people waiting in line, and that broke my heart. Oh, and I yeah. said, this is not what I'm here for. Yeah. You know, I will, Marcella has always been a positive, accepting thing, a place where people come in, have fun, and enjoy themselves. And that really took a toll on me. Mm -hmm. And I sold it. 
I broke even, and I moved to Florida. You moved your whole self to Florida? No, 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 no. I you just let, let me rephrase. I, mean, you must that. Have had a I found down there I found a spot finally, uh-huh. and it was affordable because Florida is very expensive. And everybody in Miami gave me three months that I was going to be out of business, <laughs> and that's all what I had to hear. So. Yeah, that's right. You don't know this guy. Yeah. Mm. So I did my thing. What I know how to do. I had a great team together. I. Danny Villar helped me get all my Cuban friends together, and we became successful. And you knew of a spot well, down there, or, or it, somebody recommended it? Somebody recommended it to me. I went down there, and blah, 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 worked out a deal. It was not that you had family there or friends luring you down. It was... Right. Yeah. So we became successful, very successful. Yes. And then from there, my lease ran out, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to move back to Buffalo. As I'm saying that, my husband gets a phone call and says, uh, we could get you in this place. It was three stories next to space on 11th Street, which was a 24-hour district. And where was this? In Miami, downtown Miami, oh, no. on 11th Street. Really? Okay. Two blocks away from the arena, American yes. Airline Arena. Oh, yeah. Great spot. Great location, yeah. That was wonderful to me. But they knocked down the building for skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. So I moved into Hart, and I became, I wanted to call it Koi. I should have stuck with Mecca, the original name, because everybody knew me by Mecca. Mm-hmm. Then I wanted Koi, Miami, and then the Koi from uh, Las Vegas sued me for the name, oh, which geez. it was available. <laughs> it was available, and I took it, yeah. and nothing to do with them, but they paid me off to get rid of the name. I so see. I did that, and I had to change the name, and... It didn't go as busy as I wanted because I should have stuck with my original name. Never learn one mistake that I did. Just change your name. <laughs> Stay with the name people yes, know you from. Yes. McDonald's does not change the name because right. you don't like a burger. Mm-hmm. They name it because it's, it is what it is. Marcella will not change because it is what it is. Yes. It can't please everybody. I have to ask you, how did you learn to be a successful nightclub owner and operator? I mean... I'm just looking around here. You've got stuff going on all the time. And you've had three, four successful clubs. You learned on the job? Or did you have advisors? And where did it come from? First of all, I started off with a very strong husband, Michael, okay. Michael Slider. Yes. Who is, by trade, is a psychologist. And my joke is, I was too cheap to go to a psychologist, so I married one. Okay? Okay. So... So he is my backbone. He does everything I hate. The office work, payroll, all that. Okay. I also have a a strong manager, too, who's been with me for like 20 years, Mm. Richard Lindner, uh, who's helped me also in Miami. I had a strong team. you got to build a strong team. Team, yes, okay. And then remember, everyone gives you ideas, noise. Mm. Take the best little noise and work with it. If you think you're can make something out of it. I see. Okay. It's no everybody throws ideas at you like, oh you should do this, you should do that. It's cute. <laughs> nice. Thank you. You know, I I'll think about it. Yes, right. I'll you take know? it under advisement. <laughs> so I've been fortunate. I mean, I do have a strong husband who has supported me through a lot of through all this. Yes. I'm only telling you a little glimpse of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Miami was a show on his own. Yeah. My last year, I remember we had to renew the lease. Mm-hmm. We had the first three-year lease in my last 
club there and I made $10 million. Oh, that's okay. But I spent $10 million. Of course. Because DJs... And things aren't cheap. Production you know, right. over there is... DJs were like 40,000, 30,000, 20,000. You just work for the DJs, you know, and the upkeep. And rent is ridiculous. Sure. And insurance is ridiculous. I mean, everything is... And utilities, everything. Sure. Everything. So it sucks everything you... And I looked at my husband. He was tired. I was tired. And Club Marcella needed me at that time. Our numbers were falling. Mm. So I was really using my personal money to make sure everybody had a job here. I see. You know what I mean? Yes. So my husband was, I, I looked that he was tired and I was tired 24 hours. Remember, it oh, was 24 non-stop. hours yes. nonstop. And then we decided to move back home. And I told him, I said, if you move back home, we had an apartment here at that time. I said, I have to live a certain lifestyle. So mm-hmm. make it happen and make me happy. And we did. And he did. Yeah. Marcella was successful again because yes. I was here. Yes. Time has changed so much from when I opened up. It's three decades almost, 28 years. Yes. You got to understand, we went from needing a gay bar to an empty bar, half handful nightclub who could not barely pay. Right. And you have to move on. Yes. And grow with what the needs of the cities are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did. I mean, you look, especially when you come back from another city and look in okay, what is the city needs? What is going on? Yes. It was, again, we had to build it all up again. So is that why the move from the old place to, oh, the, no, to no, this no. new place? No, Listen, not even... My <laughs> lease was up. Yeah. I had a landlord who had just bought the building, overpaid a lot of money for that building to be, you know, next to Shays. Mm-hmm. You know, I accrue Shays. We all know that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because I got married at Shays. My wedding was inside Shays. Was really? I will never say anything bad about Shays. No, no. Shays was, at that time, with their original people, that was amazing. Yes. Amazing to be around. But you outgrew them. Yes. yes. Let's say that. Let's say that. And I got married there. I have the most respect for the theater itself. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite places in Buffalo. Me too. But let's say move on. It was time to move on. It's a move on? Yeah. Or chased out. I don't know. You pick one. <laughs> Moved out or chased out. Because the landlord did not want to renew the lease. The FDA took it, the first floor and the second floor. They got rid of the 12. Yes. Put apartments upstairs. And the third, fourth, and right, fifth floor. Right, right, right. And I understand. You know what apartments, you know, sure. noise ordinance and all that crap. But you live downtown for a reason, right? Yes. What I hate the most is, and the same thing happened to me in Miami, is the noise ordinance. When I first started here, nobody was here. You had a little noise, you called the complaint and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they arrest the uh, the clubs and the bars and the restaurants. And, you know, your music is too loud, You all that stuff. Yeah. They forget you moved downtown for the noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they forget it. Right. You know, I remember somebody complaining about the train going by on Main Street, yes. my neighbor, because yeah. I, I lived on Ma- I moved across the street on Main Street. Yes. I can't sleep. My train. I said, what the hell did you move down <laughs> on Main Street for knowing there's a train there's there? There's a train there. Right, right. You know, and it's just, you can never please everybody. That's you right. can't. That's right. So you moved on or? We moved on? back. And I, I really thought, you know, with COVID, that I was going to be done with the club. I really was. I was really? like, we were talking about retiring. My husband is like, uh, you want to stay married? I'm like, why? Because <laughs> I know you're going to be 
you won't be happy with unless you're staying. Yeah. But I said, but I'm 63. You know, usually people retire 65. You know, then Joe, you're not at that type. <laughs> you're not going to retire 65. Yeah. You're not going to retire 63. Who are you kidding? Right. <laughs> you're going to drive me crazy. Go start looking for a space. Yeah. And we did, and we found this, and it was what the perfect. Was building. it just a big empty shell? It was a machine shop, yes. There yeah. was no plumbing, no toilets. Wow. That was my, my next question. No water. How, how much renovating? Everything. Because you look around this place. Huh? Everything. Yeah. You're looking at $1.8 million oh. and plus plus because you're still spending money as you go on. Sure, sure. You know, but it's... So you had to put in plumbing, electric, electrical, it, it, d- dividing up all the things. Sprinkler systems. Sprinkler systems. Electricity, everything. You name it, it's in here. Wow. Yeah, so, this was not a ready-made nightclub. This, this was, was a... I bought four a, walls <laughs> and a horrible roof. Yeah. I had to spend 300000 on a roof. Yes. But uh, a great location. True. That was the only thing. It was... Yeah. At first, I was nervous. I got nervous in the beginning. I was like, what am I doing? Away from Chippewa. Away from where I'm known for. And the casino was across the street. I thought, you know, across from the casino, you know, mm-hmm. a positive thing. Like, next door to Shays. Yeah. Where are you at? Next door to Shays. Where are you? Across from the casino. Yes. Everybody knows Michigan Avenue because of the casino. And a lot of other stuff is going on down here. Cobblestone is awakening. I, I believe that new entertainment district, district will be in this area. Okay. At the Cobblestone. Mm-hmm. Why? People don't live here. You can make all the noise you want. Uh, nobody bothers you. A lot of parking. Yes. A lot of parking. Mm-hmm. A lot of cheap parking. We're over there. They used to gouge you at twenty five oh, and thirty dollars. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, booting your cars and all that stuff. Yes. Ugh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. You know, it was a nightmare. So I, I, I was tortured there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so when you moved here, well, it's I, been I, so much you... easier. Everything is so much easier. Mm-hmm. Everything is one ground floor, no basement. I have easy two, access. Yeah, two beautiful rooms. Mm-hmm. I created two vibes. One is house room. That is the, I call the holding room. We do drag shows 11 and 1 mm-hmm. every Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And if we have a holidays on Mondays, we're usually open on Sundays. And we open up on Thursdays as ladies' night now. Oh, nice. So, you know, ladies get in for free on Thursdays before 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you got to surround yourself with the best vibe, with the best DJs, with the best lights, with the best sound, the best bartenders, the best you got to have the best. The best, the best, the best. Did you have connections for all of the... In other words, did you know a lighting guy? Did you know a sound guy? I, or do they seek you out when they... Okay, here's a guy who's going to need... One thing about Buffalo is, like, I've been here for 30 years. Ah. I'm connected. I know who's good. All they have bad. to hear is... Joy like, Guadalajara. If I, if I got you, you know you were the, one of the best. You know I have to I mean? ask you this question. Uh, I've heard it described as a Miami-style nightclub. It is. How do you define a Miami-style nightclub? Well, if you go to Buffalo... Buffalo's everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. Everything has the same vibe. You know the bars, the stools. Yeah, it's Buffalo. It's an, old, it's an old city. It's an old, yeah, and it works. I'm not tearing it down. No, no, but not. it's not me. No, I'm grandiose. I'm all that. Yes, I like things bigger and better, mm-hmm. louder and brighter. And <laughs> if I could make the the bells ring <laughs> ten times a day, I would. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's my personality. I love beautiful things, and I love brightness, and I love people and I love all kinds of people yeah I don't understand when you look at Buffalo Buffalo is such and this goes for every business in this town you got to look what you have what's your demographics 
and you have to grab the best of the demographic to come to you. You know, I call my people minestrone. My crowd is like a minestrone soup. Just a mix. A little bit of everything. Well, you celebrate diversity here. That's... I do, because yeah. I love all kinds of, you know what? It's not people, it's souls. Hmm. When you look at souls, you know, people are like, you have a, this face. I look at souls. I, I want to know, I mean, most of my customers, they I know them and they know me. Yes. And you need all this kind of different characters and to come into your place to make everything fun. Mm -hmm. You get the girls that let the hair down, the guys that let the hair down, because there's nobody cares. Just relax. They feel comfortable. They feel Celebrate safe. Celebrate who you are. Mm. Black, Hispanic, gay, straight, mm -hmm. women, men of all sorts. We have Indian, Chinese, Every nationality island you, you can, can think of. It's yeah. here. French. I just met this girl. Oh, I'm here studying as an apprentice here in Buffalo. I'm from Italy. I said, oh, I'm from Italy, girl. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's all kinds of people that come in here. Are you, it's here, not just are you here every night? Every night, absolutely. So they walk in the door and they say, Joe's here. Yeah. <laughs> you never see a circus without a ringmaster in it, <laughs> do you? And I believe that I'm the ringmaster of my, my place. Yes. I have to welcome people and I'm everybody that knows me, I, to get a hug and kiss from me, gay, straight, bi, whatever the hell you are, we don't care. How did the word get out that this was a safe place where you could celebrate diversity and where you could feel safe and feel comfortable? Is that just something that has followed you from the old place because they know even, you and they know Even what my you're drag career, them? yeah. Yeah. And people are like, how do straight people accept you? How, how, it's part of you. you. Listen, I will not change for anybody. Mm -hmm. As I told you from the beginning, yeah. I am who I am. Mm -hmm. I know who I am. That's the big problem a lot of people have with me. I know who I am. Yes. I have no insecurities. Right. I know where I come from. Okay. And if I had to tell my 18-year-old kid, and I always say this when I said, what would you tell that kid? And I would say one thing. Relax. Things will come to you and his own time, and his own merit. I see. And it is you who will say yes or no to this decision for your future. Mm -hmm. That is it. I think our path is, we all here for a reason. Well, you know what? I, I just want to do a, a, a one last plug for mm -hmm. the place because this is what I have. It's it's 9,720 square feet. Mm -hmm. It's two dance floors, two bars, two stages, four private luxury booths, an outdoor patio, an outdoor performance space, a wide variety of dance music, a rotation of seven DJs, and you're open thir Thursday through Thursday. Saturday. Okay. And what does it mean when you have, because I looked at your posters and things, and what does it mean when it says 20 for under, 10 for over, 20? I don't know what any of that means. Okay. I'm just an old guy who's... <laughs> All this stuff is passing me it's by, Joe. It's 18 and over. 18 oh, to 21. I see. We allow... And they get wristbands or something. No. no. They get access on their hands. I got you. Okay. Only people with wristbands get served at the bar. Okay. If you wash your axes or you get caught, you get thrown out till you're 21. I got you. And we remember everybody. I have the biggest, the largest <laughs> camera system yes. probably <laughs> in Buffalo. Yes. I have 70, almost 80 cameras. Oh, my God. In and out. And I'm sure you have a big security force as well. Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. You understand? And everyone gets pat down. Why? I'm going to tell you this oh, right no. now. You're going to be like, oh, wow, you've been around. Hmm. I almost bought Pulse before I went to Miami. Oh, no. 
I almost did it, and I the changed. most famous for the, all the wrong reasons nightclub. I went in there. The owner came to Buffalo. I went over there. Goodness. The deal was almost there, done. And I looked at my husband. I said, "I don't want to be in Tampa. I want to be in Miami. Why am I even here?" So I left to Miami, and I did not buy Pulse, but it was between Pulse and Miami. Oh, wow! Yeah, you really. So this is why we packed down everyone. I want you to come in safe and leave safe. And be comfortable and while be comfortable. you're here that you That's are it. safe. Joey, thank you so much for talking to me today. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you thinking about me. <laughs> thank you so much, Joe. Thank you. No, I'm not into it. I'm just not into it yet. But, of course, there is a pumpkin spice-flavored tub of cream cheese in my refrigerator. How about that, Joey Guagliardo? Pretty amazing story, I think. And and that the last thing he talked about, almost owning the Pulse nightclub in Tampa, and you you know, one of the most horrific, hate-inspired mass killings in America happened there. Wow. He also told me, sort of uh, after the interview ended, that he was part of a TV uh, TV show in Rochester, a 13-episode thing where they, it was called Changes, and they would talk about, they were sort of like the fashion police. They would critique well-known people, or they would do fashion makeovers of people. It sounded like it was a lot of fun. What a personality on that guy. I, I can see why people just love him. So if you're into the nightlife, and God knows that I am, check out his place, Club Marcello, over there across from the Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino on Michigan Avenue, 106 Michigan. And if by chance I don't see you there because it's just too crowded, maybe I hope to see you at mysterious circumstances running till October 16th at the Road Less Traveled Theater. And if I don't see you there, I'll see you here in a couple of weeks on RLTP's Off-Road with me, Pete Pomisano. (laughs) 